there, friends, and welcome back to a very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am one half of your host, Jamie, and I'm here with Mark. Hello. And, man, I got to be honest. I am still really on a high note from last night's AEW Full Gear. Oh, oh yeah. You know, AEW's pay-per-views never disappoint. I mean, depending on who you ask. It depends on what I side personally of the, of the think internet you go on nowadays. <laughs> that they My do God. not disappoint. I thoroughly, it ended, and I looked at Mark, and I was like, that was one of the best pay-per-views I've ever watched. I actually really enjoyed it. I did, too. I had no problem Genuinely, with... from beginning to end, we had very few comments to say to each other because we were just so involved oh, yeah. in the actual pay-per-view itself. There was so much to watch I I, the entire time every, when it was on. And I just I, I'm I'm floored by the response that I've seen online in the 24 hours since it's been over of how so many people have said that they didn't enjoy anything on the pay per view. I, I have just, such a hard time believing yeah. that you watched this entire show. And I, I know a lot of the and didn't like anything. I know a lot of criticisms coming from uh, the whole Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Strickland death Texas death match where people Again, are not saying. Understanding it. You know, you know, they, people are saying that death matches aren't exactly their thing. They didn't like it. They, you know, they enjoy Hangman and they enjoy uh, swerves like back and forth and the rivalry they've had in AEW, but they didn't like this particular match. They don't need people stapling, you know, stuff to people's heads. And I, I understand where, where people's coming from, but I was just very surprised because, I mean, you and I <laughs> talked about this. Like that was death match light. That wasn't. And it was, it was. I mean, there was blood. It was heavy. Like there, there was, was, there was glass. No less, there, there was, was no staples. Less, but there was no less anything else in that match than there was being a John Moxley match. Well, and I'm also a very big fan of uh, AR and or AR Fox. I'm sorry, and Swerve Strickland's work. They had different names back then in Lucha Underground. They did. What I would definitely say is a death match, uh, one of John Moxley's favorites. But see, even then, I, I I think it's not not as gory as what a death match w- is nowadays. At least the standards. But that one in particular, the Lucha Underground d- one, or the one we were just watching. I, well, I mean, the one we were de- we were watching last night. But ju- oh, sure, just sure. in general, anything that's on TV, like usually that that product's a little bit watered down compared to like what an actual death match is. I, I know the one you're talking about is. It, it skirts that line much, much harder than mm-hmm. than this match yeah. did. But it was just, I'm just very surprised at the reactions of of that match of how people were so taken back by it. Like it was something this this ungodly gory match where there was body parts broken and 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 gashes. And I guess maybe if that's and, not your thing, and, I guess and you don't yeah, watch no. it. But then I just have a hard time believing that you watch the AEW product. And you didn't like the pay per view, you know. That's where I think my my understanding yeah, and, of this is, is. Oh yeah, that's that that blows my mind in general. I, I it's don't exactly what I expected it to be. But at any rate, let's not focus on the negative things about the internet no, community never. because we could spend an entire podcast just talking about that. Let's really focus on some of the positive things and the and the and the all the good stuff highlights of yeah. what that you can love, what you can remember. Uh, to you, uh, from beginning to end. Including the pre-show, there was eleven matches. Right, uh, I went about what five hours altogether, so there was quite a bit. Yeah, it got down. I don't remember what exactly time it was, but I know uh, we're about 12, 12, 15, something like that, 12, Eastern yeah. time. Um, so, to you, what was the standout match? If you're going to talk about performance, I'd have to go with Swerve Strickland and Adam Page. But if you're going to talk about what one kind of caught me to where I sat there and went, "Wow, I can't believe this is what ha- this is what we're doing." Not in a bad way. I I've got to go with a three way for the TBS championship. I mean, okay. Chris. So let's put it in this perspective. 
five years from now, we're talking right. about full gear, the legend of full gear, everything that's happened over the last couple of years. And we talk about AEW full gear 2023. What is the first thing that you think is going to come to your oh, mind? Oh, again, it's going to be swerving out. Yeah, that everlasting moment of just... Uh, yeah, it's going to be like... That was what, 100% given by both guys. Oh, yeah. It was from, from go. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't a gradual like walk into it. It was... Swerve came out, and then Hangman came out at a full sprint, and then both of them never stopped until they hit the finish line. No, and we're looking at the Wikipedia, so we have the, the times for all of the matches. This match actually went the longest. It was... Uh, what, five seconds short five, of 30 minutes? It, it was five seconds short of 30 minutes and it went 10 seconds longer than the main event. Insane. I, just, I mean, it, I really thought when it started it was going to be 10, 15, maybe right, 20 minutes. Right. That they'd be able to have such intensity that it would be over pretty quickly because of how bad you're putting your body through this kind of stuff. Right, and it just right. kept going. And I'm, trust me, that's not a complaint in the absolute slightest. I just don't see how those guys were able to like easily get out of bed this morning. Oh, I don't think they did. I don't think I'd be wouldn't be surprised if they weren't in bed still. No. By the time everybody else in the world was up and moving around. And it legit seemed like there was no gimmick involved. It wasn't you guys are supposed to know for the pay-per-view. It was we hate each other. I feel like this is one of those conversations between two professionals that sat down and said, hey, you know, we've got something special here. And we're both willing to go that extra mile. Mm-hmm. So will you drink my blood? Why won't? Hangman? Why don't we move? <laughs> but I think that's really what it is. Is like you you sit down and I mean, Hangman's kind of a polarized figure in wrestling as of the past couple of years. Sure, he's been and on pretty known to be a baby face. You know, well, he's been he's been known on videos or videos. I'm sorry, interviews of saying that he listens to advice that he's given, but sometimes he doesn't it, it follow the advice because they feel like he feels like that he's done something that other individuals don't do. And I feel like that this is kind of a testament to that, to where, sure. yes, granted, him drinking Swerve's blood isn't something that I guess I would con- <laughs> I would consider like a, in a collegiate paper of why professional wrestling should be considered an art and not just a violent, uh, you know, entertainment sport. Uh, that wouldn't be part of uh, part of the topic? No, no I mean, but, I th- but, <laughs> I, but hold on. I think, it, I think there is, though. I think I hate... Yeah, you know, I'm gonna piss somebody off on the internet, but I feel like John Moxley and his whole—I uh, don't know—the whole dissertation about how blood in professional wrestling is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of think it has some weight to it because it's like a—it's like an action movie. That's what I, when I was lo- watching that match, that's what I was thinking when I was looking at Swerve's blood just literally pouring from his mm-hmm. head. Was I was thinking of all those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, the St- Sylvester Stallone movies, the you know Jean Claude Van Damme, the you know all the action movies from the eighties and nineties where it's just guns, knives, grenades, and and just the most over the top violence. And it, knowing damn well that none of it's true, you knowing damn well that RoboCop couldn't shoot a man in the in the nuts between a woman's legs with, with a skirt on and having like that precision and taking him out, knowing that. All this stuff is just unrealistic. That this is not. If this was an actual fight between two men, this, yeah, this would, have would been be ridiculous. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> Who into brings it, a stapler you know? to a fight? Who drinks another man's blood? Right. You know, and it's and, and it's one of those things to where I think that it's part of it. It's part of the the magic of of 
Disneyland of you know that this is a person in a costume. It's not an actual anthropomorphic, you know, mouse that's right. standing there. And but looking you haven't at you seen anybody climb into that mouse costume, so right. you don't it's know Schro- for sure. It's you, know? Mouse, you know what I mean? It's, you, <laughs> you know it's know there, sure. but you don't know it's there. Exactly. And it's the same thing. Like you get these two guys, and they're putting on a performance. Yes, that performance is not for the faint of heart because not everybody is used to seeing in a real life capacity blood pouring from another individual. Right, because you can't fake mouth. that. But in that same stroke, I watched a movie on an airplane about a guy who was exercising demons and they threw a mirror out the window and it shattered and, you know, like all this crazy stuff. Like, I know that's a fake movie. I know that this isn't real. I know this is a story in computer generated graphics. And I feel like that's what you got with Entertainment. This, with Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. Sure. Yes, it was gory. Yes, it was violent. Yes, it was that everything that everybody. Yeah, that that yeah. that ooh factor of like or that yuck factor. You yeah, know. Yeah, but that, but tell me that's why horror movie enthusiasts don't go to horror movies. I can tell you right now that, it is because I am a horror movie enthusiast. You want the jaw ripped off and the tongue hanging out and the eyeballs popped out uh-huh. and the ears ripped off with the spikes hanging out. The, exactly. The, the why it, did know? they just do that? And I think that's what this is, and I think that's what professional wrestling really boils down to is why would two men involuntarily sure. get in between a ring and beat the shit out of each other uh, over I, a piece of 40 pound leather and 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 stamped steel with a shiny plate on it? I mean those two didn't I mean? even fight over a belt. No, and I know I was that, just but, grudges. I'm just, but I'm just saying, like all of it's fucking fake, and I feel like when you do, well, when it is, you, but it's entertainment. When you look at it, like, oh well, that would never happen. Well, no fucking shit, that wouldn't happen. That's God, why it's I would called deathmatch uh, wrestling. You know, it's it's right. part of the art. It's part of the magic. It's part it of the is. story. It's it part is. of it's part of it. If you don't like it, just change the channel. Oh yeah, I mean it would have been Go very get some easy coffee. to have done Go take so. a pee. It was it was what the the third to last show or a uh, uh, match on the card, so you still had almost an hour worth of go take a shit. <laughs> go go fill out that email you never filled yeah, out for work. Yeah, go to the you grocery I mean? store, get another gallon store. of milk. You know, yeah, you never do know. What you gotta do. It's so the, it's the bathroom break for some people, but yeah, for me, that's okay. For me, I think it's, that was a not miss situation. For I me. think it's going to be one of those ones that people are going to go back and 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 think of 2023. And go, man, Full Gear had a nutty-ass non-main event for a non-title, just a fight between two guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, So let me elaborate a little bit more on this while we're talking about it. And uh, going back, we both thought before this match happened, uh, we did our predictions, hashtag CAW predictions, if you haven't done so already. Next time we've got a pay-per-view, which is going to be Survivor Series this weekend. We'll we'll be doing our Survivor Series uh, slash War Games predictions at the end of this episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Exactly. So if you want to keep up with ours or see what everybody else has to say, again, hashtag CAW predictions. I'm I'm reigning champion. Did it again this year. He did. I was going to say, but at any rate, we both had thought that maybe Hangman was going to win this match uh, to kind of make it, you know, uh, Swerve won the first one. Well, Tony win loves this the ones. rubber matches. I mean, he he loves and setting them up. He loves too. like bringing like a special I aspect so to him. Uh, so I mean, it kind of just felt like that Hangman was going to take this one. But he didn't. Swerve ended up winning in I the know. end. Um, I don't really know how to describe a win because both of them were, like I said, absolutely exhausted it was and dead at the end of the match. Literally the only one. No, no, I forgot. I got the tag match wrong. Yeah, bastards! But, Everybody failed me. Uh, let me ask you, you just your personal opinion. What do you think this storyline? Like how how did that match help this storyline? Oh, it's story not line? over. There's yeah. no way this is over. Yeah, you're gonna. Where tell is me, this gonna go though? I I, I I don't know. But I mean, you're gonna tell me that this is that Swerve broke into this man's house, humiliated him, did all this th- all these things to him, and then he loses after talking all of that trash, bringing all of that personal stuff into into the the promo he cut this uh, past week before the pay per view. There's no way. You, I, I think you're gonna see a change in Hangman. 
to where he is going to be a more violent hangman. And That's I mean, what Swerve, I'm thinking as well. Swerve made a comment about uh, somebody had asked him on an interview, you know, how do you feel about hangman bringing up your personal life about your kids and about your ex and about this, that and the other thing. And he even said, he's, you know, it's kind of a weird feeling to be on the other end of that. I've, right. I've been the one that brings that up and I've been the one that crosses that line and it's been different for me on, you know, to be on the other end of that. Uh, and he said, but if you look, he said, hangman's not wearing the colors anymore. Hangman's not wearing the, you know, the frilly stuff. He's not looking very jovial. He's not looking very happy. Every time he walks out, he's got a sneer on his face and he's trying to punch somebody in the mouth. He said, and, uh, Swerve's, I think this is going to play into it where Swerve is trying to bring out that dog in, in, okay. in, in Hangman. Okay. And he has. Like, I mean, this past match was, but we all know that Hangman can hang. Like, there's Whether no doubt. Whether he won or not. There's right. no doubt. Like, we all, even beyond this match, if you've never seen this match, and we talk about Hangman Adam Page, if you've seen any of his stuff before this, you know that he's not afraid to go that extra mile. Absolutely. You know, um, where we take this, I think we're going to see swerve start getting more into the head of hangman maybe they won't have that that back and forth again but maybe we're going to see a more broken hangman that's he's always talked about how fragile his mental you know stability is and sure sure he's got anxiety out the roof right and just millennial and all that yeah i mean i think it'd be it'd be a good little way to play into it to where again not making light of an individual's mental you know health in any way shape or form but utilizing that as a storytelling seed to you know, develop a character like Hangman that sure, has so yeah. much to offer to the AEW audience. I like that. I almost think it would be fun to do kind of the opposite way instead of having Swerve be in that position, have Hangman be in that position now to where Swerve's like, I beat you twice, like you're behind me kind right. of thing, but Hangman just can't let it go. And now right. he's kind of showing up at his house. He's on, Hang- and- or he's on Swerve's tail all the time. Yeah. He's showing up to... To lunch somewhere that he has with his kids. Exactly. Skipping his kid's birthday party to, Hanging to a ha- a follow Swerve around. Door. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so okay. it's kind of like a snapped thing, almost like uh, Joker Pillman. Sting. No, <laughs> yeah. I was not going that route. <laughs> Man, you know what? Brian no. brought like a 40, I think it was a 1911 he pulled out. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong, a 1911 is a gorgeous gun. But I feel like Swerve is the individual that doesn't pull out a 1911. He pulls out an AK-47, an MG-42. He's got a couple of Uzis. He's got, like, more guns than you could even imagine. So, yeah, I don't think going the Brian Pillman route would be a good idea no, no, for Hangman. No, I, I really don't think so. Uh, but I like that. I, I, didn't, I didn't really think of it that way to where you kind of flip it to where Swerve's on the receiving end of the guy that's up his ass all the time exactly it's almost like a dexter loomis and miz kind of thing but right. the opposite way you know it was such a good rivalry it was and it was really know fun you know you didn't... had like you had like miz be at home with maurice and then all of a sudden he would just look outside and see dexter loomis out there and like that how fun and would that maurice be would, and then maurice would look and he's not he's not there and she's like what the hell's wrong with you what yeah you like but look do that same boobs. thing you know you you've got well no no boobs like you're just you're somewhere I just love that. I you're just... at swerve's recording studio and him and prince nana are passing the blunt back and forth and all of a sudden do you think he, actually, he just sees do you think he ended up stealing his weed still um, I don't know, but people had signs asking that was Hangman the to sell their weed. That was the best line <laughs> of I that mean, promo. The whole time Mark and I were I'm watching... I'm going to kick your ass, and then I'm going to kick his ass and steal his weed. The whole time we were what? watching the death match, we were like, this is so overly dramatic for somebody who oh, stole some weed. somebody's weed. Like, <laughs> But the whole time... <laughs> <laughs> so good. It was so good. The entire... like. <laughs> 
the like, I know it wasn't all about you know it over over weed, but the idea that he brought that up. And then that was just like so a focal funny. point. It was just, it was too good. But I just like wrestling. I said, imagine them, they're hanging out, they're passing the blunt back and forth and, and Swerve just looks over and in the dark, he just Hangman's sees Hangman. He just <laughs> sees Hangman and he's just like looking at him and Prince, Na- and he looks at Prince Nana and he's like, Nana, you see, is that Adam over there? And he's like, Swerve. You're losing it, man. He's yeah, got in his yeah. head. You shouldn't hit, I'm not going to pass this back to you. Like, no. He starts blaming <laughs> Swerve. Where'd the blunt go? The Hangman <laughs> just took it. He's standing out in the rain, smoking, <laughs> looking through the window. I mean, yeah, you could do a lot with it. You could, and Make I, I but I don't think we're Make done it with gritty. it. Gritty. No, I, we're not I, done. I, I, I don't it, know how match wise this ends because where do you go from here? I, yeah, I think you got. I think a at that point, casket match. You know, a literal no, death match. No, not a casket <laughs> match. That's for Darby <laughs> Allen, and he's going up uh, Mount Everest here soon. Yeah, let's let's hope he's not going to be dealing with a casket after that. Shout out to that match for having Edge and Christian not even touch the entire. That entire trio's match. And I think that's really important. Like, one of the most important, like, understated things about this pay-per-view was right. that we opened with a three-on-three with Same. Edge on one t- one side and Christian on the other. And No, Edge retired. Well, you know. Adam Copeland. Come on. But still, you know, you have these guys that are on the opposite side of each other. And Christian does the typical heel thing when when Adam gets in the ring mm-hmm. with him. And he tags Luch out. Oh, yeah. And, and they never have that, like, physical interaction nope. between each other. They ta- so they, they are just they going to make it. us wait. They tease it to where I it's like, it. you know, the, by the fingertips, they just barely miss. But, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's that long-term storytelling everybody's complaining that AEW doesn't have. Um, this is going to be that exact thing. And I love that that Adam Copeland came in and it wasn't exactly what you thought. Well, he's going to, he's going to team up with Christian. Well, that's what he originally tag team reign. That's what he originally had planned when he came in. And I like, and like you said, I just, I like how they did that to where they didn't play into that right mm-hmm. away. And I'm sure we're going to get would that. that be? I'm sure we're going to get that eventually. Eventually down Tony the road. Khan, like let's, let's be honest here. Tony, Tony Khan's kind of a Mark. And he likes those those wrestling feel good moments, just like you like great. it, just and like you can I like call it. Call me a mark too, because TLC three. Oh yeah, is going down. Oh yeah, I, I'm 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 all about it. They haven't hinted towards stop. it yet, but I'm all. They don't about have it. to. They don't have to. What they do have to do is they have to keep this belt on Orange Cassidy forever. Absolutely, international champion <laughs> forever. The 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 tribal sloth. Like I like John Moxley. <laughs> tribal sloth. <laughs> John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. Uh, opened up. No, they didn't. I'm sorry. They were the second match. I, I'm all. I'm all screwed up. Uh, they had the ma- They had a match for the AW International Championship. I've said that already. Going all over my words. I really don't give a shit anymore. I've done this way too many times to go back again now. What a great match between these two. I mean, and I this can't, was really what important. Else, what else do you expect from from these two? Like yeah. two, of, two of like uh, uh, AEW sweethearts right now. Right. And and to an outsider, they could have thought that this was just like typical wrestling move where you have somebody win and then not too long after they rematch again Mm. and it would seem like this is not necessarily an important thing this was probably one of the most important matches of the pay-per-view i think personally because it told so much of a story for orange cassidy and it's going to set such a like precedence on the rest of his reign that he was able to defeat the one person he hasn't been able to win win against this was the title defense or or title match that meant more than just whether it was on person A or person B. Right. This had this had more to it than Tony Storm winning the belt. This had more than Swerve beating Hangman. This was a completion of one of AEW's one of their most prolific 
championship reigns since right. Jade Cargill in the TBS Absolutely. He went all those matches, all those defenses, all those weeks of just wrestling at right. least once a week. And if you want to keep the kayfabe wall John. up, that, that injury that just kept lingering exactly. over and over. And it seemed exactly. like every single hand, time, you know, it was the hand, then it was his lower back and then it was his shoulder. It was just, you can't blame just him. kept falling apart and falling apart. And finally the, the only man that was able to even take down an injured orange Cassidy was John Moxley. The one guy that probably could take more pain than just oh, about yeah. anybody in that. And company. at the end of that match, John was like winded, like, wow. Oh, oh yeah. He God, made it very clear that this. it was not like, an easy job. Wow. It was he, great. He looked completely thrown off by the fact that he had such a difficult time beating Orange Cassidy. And they did this so well to where, you know, John goes in. He wants the, from the minute the bell rings to the middle to, till the bell, bell's done. You know, he wants to be it's violence, 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 violence. Yeah. And Let's bring Orange all the Cassidy's, belts we can to BCC. You know, Orange Cassidy's not that way. It's the bell starts and, you know. Hands in the pockets. Hands in the pockets. Kicking the shins, you know. Doing like just antics to get out of out of situations. Right. You know, it just John brings out a different style for Orange Cassidy. It makes him a different man. It makes him oh, a yeah. different wrestler. But he has he, to he be. can't approach John in that manner because no. John will beat the shit out of you fifteen seconds into the match and you're done. Right, right. So you can't approach John in that manner. You have to approach him in a different way. And it's it's interesting to see Orange Cassidy be so flustered John by John and vice versa. No, they don't. If you put gravity in a match with John Moxley and he does that slow motion walk bullshit. He's going to Yeah, he's going to take his legs out and drop his knee on his neck. Yeah, I'll probably spit on him on the way out. Like, you know what, what I mean? Idiot. So, but this was a... It Not was, that he's an idiot, but you know. <laughs> this was a solid match bell to bell between two of AEW's, I guess, probably biggest guys they have going right now. Sure. Probably the most consistent popping individuals. And let's be honest, in a, in a television wrestling company, you want your big pop guys to be on the, be on the pay-per-view and... These guys did not disappoint. John Moxley bled all over all over the place like he always does. Orange, it, it felt like he was gonna just give up any moment. Never ended up doing it. Hitted or hitted. Ended up hitting uh, John with what five, five orange punches? I think and a beach break to finally put him down. And for he the was three. no selling it left and right. Oh yeah, which it, is again an important thing for John too. You know, you can't have him hit one uh, orange Cassidy hit one orange punch and John's out. Right, that doesn't make John look good. So it made him look like an absolute beast because he just ate everything for dinner. Right, and you know didn't even phase him. But yep. yeah, like you said, I think it was five orange punches and a beach break. He was just done. He yeah, was just I, done. It was good, though. It was a really good resolution to the only blemish on Cassidy's reign as the international champion. Exactly. And now he can move forward with where he's at now to bigger and better pastures with the belt for the second reign. Exactly. So there were a lot of surprises at AEW Full Gear. Thankfully, one of them was not oh my God. that Ronda Rousey was up. God damn it. I have to. I have to. If you know me, you notoriously oh. know I'm just not a Ronda Rousey fan. When I heard she was in Ring of Honor, I'm not going to lie. I got a sour taste in my mouth. I was like, Tony Khan, you are not going to sit there and pretend like we like Ronda Rousey and that signing her is a good idea yep. and that that is your big surprise for AEW Full Gear. Uh, unfortunately, or for her, but fortunately for us, that was not the announcement. Do you know Again, how, we got a lot of, oh, go ahead. Do you know how I saw the whole Ronda Rousey thing? What's up? I didn't fully understand when I saw it, right? So I, we didn't end up watching uh, all of Collision and Rampage on Friday. We still haven't watched SmackDown. Got to go back and watch that. Um, I was up way too late Friday night. Okay. Way too late. And when I went to bed, 
I, you know, you lay down in bed and I plug my phone in and I'm closing all my, all my little windows for, uh, on my phone. Cause I'm, I'm weird like that. Uh, and I got to Instagram and I clicked on it real quick just to make sure I didn't miss anything with the notifications and sure as shit. All I saw was a picture of Ronda Rousey and I just stared at it and I didn't read the caption. I just shut the phone off and put it down and laid there for about 15 seconds and through my head was just like oh my god please don't tell me that was the signee on collision mm-hmm. like Your brain's please trying don't to tell process me it, like what please don't tell me what? i just saw number one I, I ruined it for myself right. for, like seeing who it was and number two that it was ronda rousey like it really <laughs> it fucked with me for like five straight minutes until i was able to finally go to sleep it was funny and i mean by all means again we try to be a very positive podcast but when i saw ronda rousey i just saw a picture and it said ronda rousey's made her debut in ring of honor all i could think was tony khan said it was somebody we liked yeah (laughs) he said most of us respect this person and it's not that we don't respect ronda rousey i just as a professional wrestler i don't i don't like her no, I didn't like anything she did in WWE. Professional wrestler in any capacity. Because so. she's not. She's a fucking. She's a fighter. Oh sure. She's a real fighter. She's great at that. She'll so. really kick my ass. Yeah, like. exactly. But I digress. So we had a lot of surprises. Again, thankfully that was not one of them. Um, we did get to find out about uh, a, a fantastic new signing, which isn't a huge yeah. surprise. Of Will Osprey. We got a couple title changes. Uh, what was the most surprising? moment for you or the moment that i guess just kind of caught you off guard did you have anything like that because i know i definitely did uh will osprey signing definitely i mean it didn't catch me off guard i mean I, the announcement did how early it is because it was his his uh contract supposedly not fully done until february with right. jpw um so he but said, knowing, wait till revolution i'll be back but knowing it yeah knowing that the working relationship that njpw and AEW have uh, it wasn't surprising that he was the individual that they signed. So when he came out, I was excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm stoked on it. Um, but it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, you know, when uh, Kevin Nash and and Razor Ramon went over to WCW. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't one like of those, that, you know? right, right. But it was definitely one of those, oh, this is awesome. We get to see Will, Os- Os- Will Ospreay in an AEW, you know, ring a lot more. Um the most surprising of the of the night for me had to be honestly Julia Hart winning, and I know I said something about it earlier. That's gonna that's one of my. I was gonna like, say that was your prediction, right? Yeah, it, it was. Um, but I just Julia Hart. She's twenty two. She is now the wow, youngest twenty two. She is the youngest AEW champion in the company's history. Good for uh, her. Previously beating her was Riho when she won the inaugural uh, AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. She was twenty two, uh, but. Julia Hart is only about I didn't think it was three months younger than her. Wow. So she now is has the uh the she is the youngest uh women's not just the women's champion, the youngest champion in AEW. That's great. Just got married um, a few months ago. Which Good means she's only been or just a few weeks ago, sorry. She's only been in the professional wrestling industry for f- four years and she's probably one of the top women talents in AEW. Mm-hmm. And like, again, it's beyond the wrestling; it's the storytelling that's involved. With oh, it's it. the character development. It's the just. I the mean, she's one hundred percent the leader of the the House of Black. The, you know, the just, way that she carries this character is just so well done. It really is so well done. And she I went think from a cheerleader to again the leader of the House of Black. I know, like it, insane it, TBS champion, and and stays consistent with it. Stays well within the character. Stays 
Like it does everything right. Yeah, and the photo shoots that she's always putting out. Oh, they're putting great. on Twitter. They're great. I yeah. absolutely love it. They've done a great job building her. And in this, they did the same thing with Jade Cargill, but unfortunately kind of blew up in her face. But they think they did a great job taking this talent and looking at her and saying, okay, she's nothing right now. What can we make her? Right. And they've made her into something that is really going to... Because even if she gets out of the House of Black in six months, a year, two years, at the end of her AEW career, Story she's got... Yeah, she's got so much backstory. She's got so much steam behind her now that she can go in any direction from here and it would be a good way for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, it's blown my mind as to how quickly she's raised her bar and has impressed people with being involved with three massive dudes that are constantly just destroying people. She is probably the one out of the four of them that has the most storyline that I'm interested in. Yeah. The House absolutely. of Black is just a bunch of spooky it was spooky guys being mean and they got a bunch of tattoos and they can be they're really and they bark. strong. Yeah. And they bark, you know. <laughs> Julia Hart is so much more than that. Yeah. And putting the Very belt on her, now it's like what's next for the, for her? Yeah, they better black out that title. Oh yeah. They got to do the same thing they did with the trios. Titles. Yeah, exactly. But put some red in there for Julia yeah, Hart. Julia Hart by by far. I, okay. I was yeah. I I know I predicted it, but I predicted it only because of how well they did with her and how good giving her the belt would do for AEW women's right uh, division. I I agree. I agree. I think the I think the biggest uh, WTF moment for me uh, the, before. Like just related to this this exact match, right? Sky Blue coming back, new theme oh, song, theme was dope. different gear, the makeup on her face. I'm I so literally glad. had full body chills. I, was I like, am Damn. so glad she doesn't have that Scooby Doo garbage uh, outfit anymore. I don't know what it was about about that. That just I don't know. I, I think that like was it. the intention was Probably. to make it so bubble gummy that people hated it, and Probably. then once she came back like that, people well, were like, "She did a great job." Holy shit! So that was a good, definitely one of those good moments. Not for hating me. on Scooby Doo. Like I, I watched Scooby Doo as a kid. I just well, it makes you think of being a, a mystery kid. machine. Yeah, um, that was definitely really cool. But I think the biggest moment for me that was an absolute shocker. I wasn't expecting was. The ladder match that was announced mm. that the you know just a few days ago that it was going to be a ladder match. It was right. a tag team match uh, that was for the AW Tag Team Championships. We had obviously the champs, Big Bill, Ricky Starks. They fought uh, La Faction and Gobernales. Still, you FTR, do. You got balls. And Kings that of name. the Black Throne. <laughs> um, we both thought same with Julia Hart. Kings of the Black Throne were going to be able to come right. through. Everybody was going to be strapped to the you know gills with. Uh, black belts, unfortunately, black that didn't gold happen. everywhere. Unfortunately, except that didn't for, happen. Although I do think Brody King was definitely the MVP of that match in general. He was such a beast. They did not end up coming through with the um, tag team champions, right? Championships, but Ricky and Big Bill did. And honestly, before this match started. We always have these moments where, you know, you're like, oh, I definitely think this person's going to win. I just remember looking over at you and being like, I could see anybody but Big Bill and Ricky retaining. <laughs> I, know. I, I'll, I just can't see them holding onto these belts. They well, must I be think... transitional champions. Like, I can't see it. And for them to be able to retain, I was like, that was a really good way to put them over. And I right. never thought about it from that perspective till it happened. I was like, damn, they just beat all these guys. Right, right. 
like FTR, we just said, who's 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 they've established themselves as, as legendary AEW tag champions. Absolutely, you uh, have you LFI. Have... Roosh is just absolute beast. This has no problem whatsoever. Just and then slaughtering you, Brody and Malachi. I mean, they're already uh, trios tag champions. Exactly. Uh, it just yeah, just so good. The two of them would tear you limb from limb. So oh, yeah. the idea that Ricky and Big Bill won, I was like, that was like the biggest holy it's, shit moment for me because I did not think that that was going to happen, but I'm not mad at it. It's funny you say that because I remember I didn't get to watch every bit of that. I was up and down a little bit that that one particular time. Uh, and I sat down and I remember looking down at my phone for a second and then I heard he's going up the ladder. He's got the belt. And I just looked up and went, wait, what? I, I got so confused because it was such a good it was such a quick interaction and he just I, I saw the replay he literally he broke the laws of wrestlers going up ladders and like the last three rungs like do 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 and pulled Which the is belt kind off of nice it's not the generic every time every time there is any type of match where you have to reach for belts like this i always think of the wwe games where you're just trying to you're tapping the button but you're hitting the wrong button so your guys just convulsing standing on the ladder and you're just standing up there as zach Ryder, and you don't understand why you just can't grab the money in the bank <laughs> hands briefcase. are out you're touching the briefcase but <laughs> for some reason in the world of 2k games you your brain and your hands can't figure out how to pull uh-huh, and you're just going, woo, 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 trying to get that last X. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> so frustrated, and that's like what it is in real life when you're watching these wrestling matches with the same thing, when you're trying especially to reach for the briefcase. Get, especially when you get one of those, your fingers those don't moments work. where you've got one guy, he's at the top of the ladder, and he's not supposed to win, and the the guy who's supposed to knock him off quite isn't in the ring yeah. yet. Yeah, so Jeff so Hardy's up there and he's just he's staring. He's just like swatting at the belt that's two inches away from his face. Exactly. He's trying to kick Bobby Lashley because he knows he's supposed to be all the way up here. It's just, it's dumb. And then you keep looking down and you're waiting for him. And you're like, right. oh, they're not there yet. So I'm just going to wait here and I'm going to take this, this one rung. It's going to take me five minutes to get up this one rung. So yeah, it was, I guess, out of the norm because it, it just happened. I it mean, just happened. It was just over. One thing AEW has been able to do really well with these multi-man matches is they don't have a lot of downtime because they focus usually on one or two things in, mm -hmm. in a multi-man match like this. Right. It's not a complete eight versus eight or uh, you know two or four teams of two all at once beating the hell out of each it's other it's too there's, much to comprehend not there only is a, production wise but you know they have figured out or these it. these guys have had to do it so much that they figured out a good way to where the viewer at home has something to sink their teeth into on the tv but then you also see around the ring and around the arena or wherever it may be with these matches that they're Putting on shows for everybody in attendance, not just exactly. what's on the camera. And exactly. you don't see four guys on the outside of the ring. Just, I mean, you do see it. Like, it's inevitable. You're going to have that happen to where you're having a, not lulls in the match, but you're going to have those slow moments in the match to build up to the, the bigger moments. And you're going to have three quarters of the participants knocked out on the right. side of the ring. But a lot of times with these, these pay-per-view matches, you don't see that as much. And they have a good chemistry of them to be able to do that. And mm -hmm. Even this match was not one of those ones where I couldn't keep up with everything that was 
was going on. Usually the focus of what was going on on TV was the focus, and then everything around was like supplementary. If you didn't see For it, sure. great. But if you swapped cameras over to it and you saw Big Bill and Brody King beating the hell out of each other, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm not missing anything. Right, but it makes, but it's it's not like they're just exactly. sitting there going, ow, my head. Uh, right. You know, like a lot of, and I hate saying it, but a lot of like WWE, it feels like that happens a lot to where there's six to eight to ten people in a match. And I mean, we've got war games coming up. Sure. Um, to where three quarters of the guys are, or even the girls are knocked out on the outside of the ring, nursing a knee, nursing an ankle, an elbow, a forehead, right. their gut, their boob, like whatever <laughs> it is. And then you have like the two main people of the storyline going at it in the ring and you know it just it, there's a bad way to do it and it seems like AEW's right. kind of figured out that niche to where it's not a boring it's not either everything's happening or nothing's happening oh exactly you know, they've been able exactly. to work around that to where it's interesting the entire time so mm-hmm. this match was you're able it, it, they're it telling multiple minute, stories at the same time long, and you i know? feel like 19 minutes of it was was entertainment but if we're gonna bring up entertainment you got to bring up timeless tony storm I'm just absolutely loving her. Like, she ended up winning the belt. New AEW Women's. And three-time AEW three Women's time AEW Women's champion. champion. Congratulations to her. Um, I just, The entertainment factor is just off the charts with her. Oh, it's been amazing. This, like, broken Marilyn Monroe-style, like, 50s actress. Right. She's going to explode any minute. I, I just, every week, I look forward to it. The interactions with RJ City, the silent movies, mm-hmm. just everything. They've really thought about it and yeah. made somebody who to me i was like okay I, I, tony storm's okay but there's nothing really special to me personally this is just oh my no opinion. you're you're just you're preaching um, the choir here on that one so like with this this is just an incredible like i think this was again just a really important thing and i maybe that's the whole theme of the pay-per-view is there's a lot of storytelling mm-hmm. that progresses with this right you know this isn't the end of almost any of these rivalries Oh, no. I feel bad for Sheeta because she had to lose the belt again. Yeah. But I really like where this is going. Mariah May is being introduced into it, maybe as like a new assistant. Um, Somebody that might come back to bite her in the ass. I really, really like this. It was only 10 minutes. It was very short and sweet. Mm. The way it ended, she was just dead on the mat, all black and white. The the camera from above was just... My only... Great. I, I really enjoyed this match. I'm glad to see Tony Storm has the belt. Uh, my opinion on her has changed tenfold. I've done a complete 180 on her ever since she came to AEW. Um, my only criticism of this and this storyline and the way that it went and Tony winning is I feel like that Hikaru Shida has not gotten her storyline with that belt no. to really make it seem like she had a good run with the belt. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, and I saw somebody say something about, wow, this is the second time that Hikaru Shina has been a, a transitional champion right. with the women's belt. And at first I kind of stubbed my nose up at that. And then the more I kind of thought about it was like, damn, no, they kind of have a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and people love Hikaru Shida, so I don't understand the I mean, reason yeah, she for gets it. The pops, but she gets, you know. They don't really come up with any type of story for no, her. And no. maybe maybe the the nice guy isn't the right role for her maybe she does I don't need think we, to go because yeah, we haven't really seen her in a full heel i think they like try to I tease haven't. it a little bit maybe when like she was fighting with Britt baker well when they had the outcast or the outcast the uh was the outcast the outsiders yeah the outcast yeah when they started forming originally Sheeta was 
was kind of with them for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because she got wronged by Britt Baker. I think uh, Britt Baker had something to do with her lo- losing the title. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she was beefing with Britt Baker and all that and then slowly started moving over towards the other side. Uh, so they hinted towards it, but we haven't seen like really maybe a, they were, a full-fledged yeah, shift into it. Yeah, I think it. maybe they were hesitant to make her heal. I, right. I really don't know, but I think I that mean, might the, be a good idea This could for be the her. catalyst for it. Same thing as Tony. I lost the belt and I just yeah. Like, like snap, I said, you know, I I love that Tony has the belt. I think that she has the steam behind her right now with the timeless character uh, to be able to do this the right way and have a better run than the last time she had. Uh, I know Jamie Hader is supposedly on the cusp of coming back fairly soon. I would love to see Fantastic. Tony Storm and Jamie Hader go at it again. I want to see uh, Mariah May. Mariah Murray, Mariah May has just showed back it. up. I think she is going to be an interesting component to Tony Storm and where you go with it from here. Yes, and please, uh, please, I, please, please do yourself a favor. If you do not know who we're talking about, take just a minute, go on X, follow at CAW Wrestling Pod, first right. of all. And then head on over to the search bar and just look up Mariah May Stardom. Oh yeah, she hits look up hard. the match with Julia. She hits harder than most men do in the in the wrestling circuit. Absolutely right now. unreal. She's going to bring a really really great dynamic. Like you said, Jamie Hader being back, the two of them and Athena hit so unbelievably oh, yeah. hard. It's gonna be it's gonna be good it's gonna times. be good good times. All right, so it would not be an AEW pay per view if we did not discuss. The devil, baby. The if devil. We did not discuss Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who Punk? has always, lately, is always putting himself in the most ridiculous of situations because his partner and best friend and brochacho, brochacho for life, has been injured. He broke his foot in the most unfortunate, ridiculous way. Well, he was trying to help his buddy Max. Mm, jumped down from the platform, broke his foot, yeah, had, jumped had, down had three multiple feet. surgeries. At any rate, so uh, obviously he can't help defend the championship with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Not they that are championship. The ROH tag team champion. Apparently so. not that championship, but he can uh, he can defend the R- or the AEW World Championship. Well, let's get right into that. So, um, basically, the way that they've been setting up full gear is that the guns, Austin and Colton, bang, bang. will be fighting mjf Mm -hmm. and a partner of his choosing which we did on the pre-show full gear yeah we did not know until collision the day before right a little bit of a disappointment to find out it was samoa joe but that's okay yeah not that samoa joe is a storyline there so let's let's work with it here not that joe's a bad partner no it was it was a lot of lead up for what seemed like a very obvious choice Exactly. It was kind of a, oh, okay, yeah, of course it's Joe. So right, right. basically the stipulation was, I'll help you if you give me a shot at your world title. Right. Fair enough. Um, I wasn't sure if this was going to backfire for MJF. Well, given his, given the situation, whether it was uh, yeah, fair or not, I you think can't is trust out of Samoa the, out of Joe. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, because he never said, he said, if I help you successfully defend. That is correct. So I thought he was also going to pull something like right, that because right. he is Samoa Joe. That is not the route that it went. He was able to uh, successfully defend the titles with Samoa mm-hmm. Joe. Um, but he did sustain uh, some injuries by. MJF you're talking about. Right? Yes, I'm so sorry. MJF did sustain some injuries by Bullet Club Gold. I don't know. I don't even remember what happened to Samoa Joe at that point, but so he he walked off. His job was done. Oh, okay. The match Typical. was Typical. the match was yeah. over. I didn't uh, say I'd stay afterwards to help you. I just right, said I'd help right. You fight this match. He did his job <laughs> just like he was employed to do. He walked off, and 
guns came down, or not the guns, the uh, uh, Bullet Club came down and just started beating the hell out of yeah, Paul Max. Yeah, it was Austin and Colton. Ended you know, up uh, injuring. Him up and hurting his foot. And, and uh, it was his foot or his knee? I don't remember. Uh, foot, knee, Actually, ankle. I think it's his leg. Leg. Doesn't the, really the, matter. He yeah. went to the local medical facility and he was out. So before. Out, out. Like, they, we're done. Yeah, before they put him in the back of the ambulance, he was just, you know, Adam, well, Adam. Well, at this point, you got to set up Adam sure. Cole. Adam Cole had showed up to, to help you know be in his buddy's corner right he can't do much but he's going to be there to help you know support him which right. is c- quite kind of him considering how badly broken his foot is and considering how badly he treated roderick strong as a friend when he was injured and in the hospital yeah he only st- i'm telling you he only stayed for like like maybe 15 seconds like i feel like again that's, Why even that's show? a terrible friend yeah Why even right show? you might as well just make a phone call at that point <laughs> So they're putting him into the back of the ambulance and MJF again yells out to Adam, Adam, whatever you do, do not let them take my championship. Right. So I I can't exactly remember what happened because I was in the bathroom, but I could hear it. Um, I believe Tony Schiavone said that MJF was unable to compete. He was at the the hospital. They had uh, Jay White had an ironclad contract. And if the match was not to happen because MJF could not participate, then he forfeits the match, match, hence giving Jay White the championship with no match happening. Right. And that's basically what they said. Jay, like, you are the new... Nobody's here to challenge you, so you are the... And they were about to hand him the belt, and Adam Cole's music hit. He comes out and says, well, I'm busted and broken, but I told... I made a max a promise, so I'm going to challenge... I'm going to step in place, and for three straight hours, we had... It was going to be Adam Cole... With a, with a busted-ass foot, was going to be taking on Jay White for the AEW World Championship. And I just couldn't rack my brain around what was going to happen here. And they took, How like, was this going to happen? Like, who who, who was going to be able to pull... How? How? I thought, I thought he the, could barely walk. I thought it was kind of cheesy. It was I cheesy. I thought his, all he did, he cheesy. stole an ambulance and drove back to the <laughs> they arena. They never addressed and that. And said, okay, no, I'm here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge for it. Like, this is my fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I feel like we could have done that without sending him to the hospital, but I mean, then it explains why you never you don't see him for three straight hours. Exactly. So I can I can. This storyline is very overdramatic, anyways. It was a weak weak moment in a, in a good storyline, but it didn't take away from the match. It didn't take away from really anything. But no. I, I think there's something to take away from Adam Cole willing to defend the AEW World Title on somebody else's behalf with a broken foot. However, he's not willing to fight for the titles that he said has meant the most to him in his entire career for his own sake. Right. And I think that is going to say something down the line of, well, when it was our belts, it was something you weren't willing to put yourself on the line for. But when it's involving something that you want. All of a sudden, you have all this gumption. You have or no problem. The, the painkillers are, are 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 working enough to where you you can defend. You you can try to defend for that belt. Or maybe the opposite. I, I sacrificed. You know, I wasn't able to help you with with those tag team championships belts. I'm not cleared. Right. But I was going to sacrifice my my well my health. But and I'm my wellness saying, by jumping into this match to help you I'm so saying, you don't lose this. But I'm just saying, if you selfless have act. if you have something that you're sharing with somebody, you and you and I we you and I buy a car. We both have our jobs. One of us loses our jobs. And we're now the other person's taking taking and paying for the entire car, right? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you do anything you could to help pay for that car? Well, sure. 
But doesn't it seem a little fucked up that if it was your car, that you're the only reason you're doing it? Oh, but see, it that, is- wasn't, that wasn't my car. That was your car. That's our car. No, no, no. I didn't help you with our car. I'm just saying. But I helped you with but your car because I didn't belts. want you to lose but your that's car. that's their belts. I don't want you to lose but your car. But that's their belts. I understand that. And the reason that MJF... I wasn't cleared the for The reason that. that MJF is defending these belts, the belts that he never intended to win... But he is because Adam Cole to. Is because Adam Cole said that these were the most important things of his career. Sure. And as a friend, he was stepping in and doing it. I'm just right. saying. But medically, just saying, he's not cleared. I'm just saying. He can't. I think, I think this is going to come back to bite him or bite Adam no, Cole in the ass. I think you got this wrong. I think you got it wrong. Doc Samson, no way cleared Adam. Then Cole. why would he clear him for that match? He didn't clear him. But he was gonna. He was on no, his way down. Not with Doc he Samson and hand in hand. He was on his way down to the main event. He were him down and Doc there with Samson crutches. fucking holding each other's hands, smacking cheeks. I didn't see what's talking what's about. You know, cheeks? what are you going on? Great about? memories on the beach. No. We had a tangent that is just Adam could barely walk. You've gone into a tangent in space. Who is clapping cheeks <laughs> on the way down to the ring with Doc? Samson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, the coffee has worn off. (laughs) Lethargia is starting to set in. That was lethargia. It's words that I make up. That's why we do a podcast. That's you do not know that? That is a podcast host, you're allowed to make up words so that it makes sense. I mean Have you got have has nobody ever heard me fumble around the words I bullshit through this podcast? No, there's no conspiracy to it. I one hundred percent listen to every episode of Coffee and Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I sound like I have a speech impediment and just keep on going like it ain't nothing. No, when that coffee starts wearing off, we go on these weird tangents of about tell. clapping cheeks with Doc Sampson. No, smacking cheeks. What's with the Doc difference? <laughs> If you're smacking or clapping, it's all the, yeah, at hey, that point, it's intimate. You never seen a good butt and want to smack it? I mean, I've never seen a good butt and want to clap it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt like there's just a better opportunity for a segue than this one. Let's just move right on into WWE. They My got God. lots of smacking cheeks over there, right? Doc Sampson, call me. I think I need a cigarette. <laughs> WWE coming up on Survivor Series in Chicago this weekend. Uh, so far, we have uh, five war matches. Games. Yeah, five matches are announced. Two of them being war games. Um, Soon we'll hear Regal. T- no. What was it? Twenty twenty three. I think uh, twenty twenty four. The beginning of it is when uh, he can actually make TV appearances. Right. So it's it's right around the corner. Um, but we have a two four on four matches with war games. Uh, we also have the women's world championship up for grabs. Uh, between Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark. We also have uh, Gunther in the Miz. We'll be fighting for the Intercontinental ta- Championship, not the International Championship, yep. and not the Continental Championship. We got a baby which... face Miz, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we also <laughs> I'm have. I'm sorry, uh, did I strike a chord? We also have Carlito and uh, Santos Escobar, I guess, having a grudge match from the LWO fallout over the past couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but you got a lot to say about Gunther Miz. What do you? What do you? Do I have a lot to say? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Who, who do you think is taking this one? We're doing predictions. If you haven't realized, we're doing uh, Survivor Series War Games predictions here. <sighs> okay, I'm going to say it again, and I feel like a broken record. Say it. My Break predictions that record, baby. for the WWE Premium Live events mm-hmm. have been so vanilla. I mean, that's you mean applesauce. Applesauce. I. I 
Straight they're not off. exciting, guys. They're not exciting. I'm sorry. I don't have these cool theories. Well, this is the only problem you have with having. This is what over, I got. Like when you have 12 pay per views, like every four weeks, there's a pay per view with WWE. Right. And it's just it's it's, it's too, too goddamn much. much. It's too much. Like I feel like you need to have that brand split again, just so you can have six and six. Right. Because it just man, it's it just, just it's, it's just too much to digest. Um, me personally, I just cannot in a million years see how the hell Miz would win this. No. Not that he couldn't win this. Not right but now. But after couldn't. like everything Chad Gable's been through right. and the multiple times Ricochet's tried to get it back. And I mean, just, hell, even Champa, like with that small run he had against yeah, Gunther for a little I mean, while. All these things that people have had lately and are unable to defeat him, and here comes the Miz one time and wins it. Right. I mean, it would be one hell of a story for the Miz if he was able to pull it off. Oh yeah, and I mean they'd be, able to make, they'd be able to make it work for storyline wise. But yeah, I just I well, and his and no offense, his finisher on Gunther would be so candy ass. Oh yeah, Gunther's got at least like a foot on him. I mean, so, that I would mean, just look so weird. I don't think Gunther could sell that quite well. So no. I just am not seeing it. I think Gunther's got to hold on to it for a little bit longer. I just not yet. Yeah, not I yet. agree. I got I got to go with Gunther on this one. I think he's walking away with that title, uh, continuing his longest ever reign with the IC title of all time. He's just killing um, it too much. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, interesting too, you know. And I just don't think Miz, like, not that Miz doesn't deserve to take that that quote unquote streak. Right, and yeah. I feel like to, uh, 2020 and beyond, we live in the world of streaks now. Ever since Taker's streak has been gone, but I feel like you know Miz isn't. He's not worthy to take that streak right now. Not right now. I don't know who though. I mean, I thought Chad Gable was going to be it, but I feel like it was it was too oddly timed with how close he was to the honky tonk man's icy title run, you know? Right. So exactly. it didn't make sense. So we all I, knew there was no way he was going to win it. And I mean, we can always go back to Gable and Gunther, but I feel like at this point it kind of eh, cheapens it a little forced, bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I mean, who knows? Like, the, the, I mean, who knows even how long they're going to have this run for? I mean, I don't know. You're getting to the territory of. You know Roman Reigns. Not that it's getting close to Roman Reigns. Yeah, run, but, but not you're everybody close needs to that, that super long run. Yeah, you know? yeah, the top run of the company. And I know yeah. they're trying to do that so that you can have more current superstars be sure. the top top guys in the well, entire company. Let but me let me theorize with that with you here and speculate maybe who could be the next person to take his belt. That I have no idea. I'm just, Honest- just throwing somebody out this week. I always have somebody different, but this week. Oh, you've got. Some. I thought yeah. you were asking me. Oh, if, go ahead. Go if ahead. they can make a belt big enough, Bronson Reed. Ronson, I could see that, but I feel like he's you got need like to a good build push a lot up. I'm not saying yet. I'm just saying he's got right. a good up and up, a good push. They're you know they're constantly saying he's big, so he's mm-hmm. like worthy enough to be big in that circumstance that they can justify right, losing right. to him and everything too. Well, yeah, like you said, Miz doesn't feel like it would be a realistic competitor against somebody no, like Gunther. But Miz is going to sell those moves that Gunther hits him with. Oh yeah. That's what Miz really shines at. Miz Unfortunately, is gonna, he is the new Dolph Ziggler. Miz is also going to put butts in seats. Well, yeah, which of is course. the most important aspect of WWE. Right and man, that promo he hit the other day, Babyface Miz. Wow, I loved it. I ate it up. It was really good for 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 Miz being so criticized for his Babyface runs. It feels like he could do it really well here, but I feel like he's going to get his feet taken out from underneath him with this loss against Gunther. I feel like it's just going to diminish anything Babyface wise. With, with The Miz, and he's going to instantly turn back to asshole Miz directly afterwards, which I think is the right way to go. I'm not saying that's a bad, that okay. it's the wrong way to I go. I try to be the nice guy. I try to be the nice guy, and look <laughs> what happens. I get my ass whooped by, okay, uh, by a giant German man at a at a pay-per-view, you know what I mean? So I, I, I think it's I think that's the right way to go, and I think that's the, the right way for both of them in the long run. 
Now, as you stated before, Rhea Ripley will be defending her Women's World Championship against Zoe Stark. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and make the pretty obvious call here and say absolutely no way Rhea Ripley is no dropping way. this belt either. Um, same, same story. Yeah. Same exact story. Zoe Stark's a great talent. Although she's and an she's on the up talent. and up. Right. You know, she had that with Trish. She she got rid of Trish. You know, she was able to to fight Becky Lynch. Like, she's really developed a lot in the few months that she's been in the main roster. They've done a good job handling that. They her. have, but no way is she taking Mommy's belt. No, not with how much fire she's that Mommy's got behind her right Mm-mm, now. Absolutely not. And especially after the, uh, the events that happened at the end of Monday Night Raw with uh, Drew McIntyre. Like, I just... She seems like that she's still... On top of that pile, and I'll get I'll I'll, I'll delve a little bit more into what I'm ta- what I'm I'm referencing here. Um, but it feels like they have a lot more plans for her with that that black and purple uh, faction that she's in. Uh, I don't think that she's going anywhere. I don't think that belt's going off anytime soon. That would be a silly um, move, I think personally. I don't think they've even come close to having somebody that's capable of taking that belt with how hot she is right not now. right now and no. that's both that's both like hot as in temperature wise and hot as in heat wise on, oh sure on smackdown sure or, absolutely. Uh, raw i'm sorry absolutely um yeah definitely going rhea ripley oh yeah mommy, mommy always on top <laughs> uh yeah I, I i i'm excited to see this match though because zoe stark intrigues me i feel like when we first saw her i initially was like i am with a lot of uh, wrestlers when they first come on to the sure. new br- uh, into the main event typical scene. who's this guy who's this guy what a jabroni <laughs> this you know and i felt like that with zoe stark but within one match of hers i instantly changed my tone my tone with her yeah and there's something different about her i don't yeah. really know what it is she yeah. does have that like i don't know her story through nxt but she's got that like modern day nxt sean michaels mm-hmm. hitting hard she she wrestles very well she's gotten d- dynamically better on her promos you know there oh, i've seen yeah the Boshamania where she was forgot her line and asked trish what she needed to say now she's coming out there and, and able to actually speak but i mean for come on you gotta now. give you gotta give these people a little bit of credit you're, and that you're is talking, exactly what i'm doing i'm giving go, her credit because she's come from that to right. where she is now and the small amount of time that she's been in the company she's done a lot well if you go from nxt which is what a couple hundred people maybe mm-hmm. on a pay-per-view if you go from nxt maybe not a pay-per-view to a weekly show of 20,000 people. Right. Minimum. Got to be intimidating. That's spoopy. Right. Like, I can't stay. I had to do a, I had to do a speech in front of three of our friends for a college class. And I had the, uh, like my underwear was so far up my ass. I was so nervous. <laughs> my butthole was so puckered that, I mean, I, I could have sat on a, on a, in a car seat and got into a car accident. I would have gone nowhere. It was like, that's how, that's how nervous I was. So I couldn't imagine in front of 20,000 people people sure all 100 percent. their reaction is based on whether you continue to have a job Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's nerve-wracking absolutely you have to make random people like you right so yeah like she's done a great job but and and even with that granted she had one slip up maybe she's had one or two more i i just i like her shtick i like her her confidence the yeah the the shit that she's talking to ria you know it's it feels like she's already comfortable where she is and that she already ha- she be- it feels like she believes what she's saying right which is huge when you go come from uh, a smaller venue to a bigger oh, venue. oh sure well how can we believe in you if you don't believe in yourself exactly exactly if you're hesitant to whether you're going to win or not of course we have no confidence in you whatsoever you're going to lose 
Uh, if you're going to talk about no confidence, I feel like this next match is going to be a no-brainer for either one of us. Okay, what you got? Carlito and Santo Escobar. Really? You think it's a no-brainer? I I'm interested to see if we see the same thing. Who did you pick? I mean, Santos. I did, too. I mean, I can't... I, Carlito, I mean, well, 20 LWO, years ago when he first came out and he was super hot and eating apples and spitting oh in people's face. Like, Carlito was the I man could see back it, in the like, day. But he's like in his... Like late forties, early fifties. Right. I mean, he looks good for what he for. He looks fantastic. You know, for not being in the eye of the wrestling world. Yeah, but what's his, what's the reason for him to to win in this right. perspective? None. I think this is no just a hundred percent to push Santos in that heel uh, yes. direction, which I he's agree. already fit very well in. And a lot of people I've seen the talk on the internet have loved that he's going back to that that heel persona, I like that too. and they're very happy that he's returning back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that honest to God, out of everybody in the LWO. Minus Rey Mysterio, because obviously Rey Mysterio is already a Hall of Famer and he doesn't have to prove anything. I think out of everybody in that LWO faction that they've come up with, the only person that came out on top was Santos Escobar. And he's now completely separated from it. Right. And now he's just going to feud with them. And I just don't. Just helping. And he's got the LWO tattoo. Fusing yeah, with him. Yeah. It's crazy. It's an interesting perspective. I feel like it like but what, yeah. built up so much, but they didn't do anything to help them aside from give Ray the belt. Mm-hmm. They've lost so many matches. Zelina Vega lost her steam, unfortunately, because she's yeah. so good. She had that match in her Puerto match Rico. With, with and that Rio was it. was fantastic, but they yeah. haven't done anything. And that was what, payback? Yeah. I mean, just unfortunate it's just not, nothing other it than felt bad like, booking i mean they're all really really good it felt like they attached a hall of famer to four up and comers buried three and put the rocket on one mm-hmm. and now you've now you're left with the remnants <laughs> i.e hit row sure you have one taking off into fathoms unknown and the other three are left in the dust to be cannon fodder for the rest of the uh, of the system right you know it just that's what it feels like to me and it's unfortunate because I can't even remember what the other two's name are. Because they they are they are so seldomly used or even said that I don't know who they are. And the only reason I know Zelina Vega is number one, she is the only female of the group, and number two because she is Malachi wife's Malachi Black's wife. Right. And other than that, I probably would have no idea who she is. Well, if you don't know who she is or you don't follow her on social media, take a moment to go online and watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a prank tw- called she- Dominic Mysterio. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. That was really good. She <laughs> pretends to be like a little kid that calls Dominic, and it's it's real good. She's like, my mom's driving, and I'm trying to order some food. Can I get some chicken tenders? He's like, little kid. Chicken tenders are for people with small wieners. <laughs> so good. Um, well, Dom Mysterio is going to be involved in something uh, here the sa- that same day. Oh, He's yeah? going to be involved in one of the war games uh, between. The judgment. Oh God! Day. I didn't even realize Dom was going to be in it. That yeah, doesn't, that doesn't sound like something yeah, Dom it's would do. Be but for the Judgment Day, you might of have Damian some PTSD Priest, being in prison. Finn Balor, oh, Dirty Dom, uh, Dom Mysterio, and Dirty J.D. McDonough, Dom. newest member of Judgment Day, officially Dirty gave the members Dom. bag. I, I don't know. Like, can we touch real quick? They're taking on Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn in the War Games match. Um, there's a lot to unpack Biggest here. Baby faces in in the company. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, but I feel like the like I I gotta ask a question: Is there like a uniform for Judgment Day? Because Damian Priest welcomed JD into the Judgment Day mm-hmm. by giving him a duffel bag of I don't know, hopefully a manual, um, rules and regulations. I was thinking more of like handcuffs, times, whips, gimp mask, eyeliner, um, eyeliner, and then dye. hands him a jacket. That like it's like a, like a members only jacket. Oh, like, so they never specified what was in the duffel. 
I don't think they did unless that unless <laughs> I missed something and he pulled the jacket out of the duffel okay. bag, which I feel like again brings up more questions. Why do you need the duffel bag? Let me ask you a question. Was it a Judgment Day duffel bag? I don't know. I don't remember the segment. If it that was well. sold, but even then, like, does everybody get a Judgment Day duffel bag when they Jordan? Does that mean I can go on like WWE.com and buy that Judgment Day duffel bag? Right. Or did they have they that specially to. made for Judgment Day? Is it filled with Judgment Day exclusive? Like, I want right. to know what's in this bag. Are there personalized this items Where's for JD? Where's everybody else's jacket? Does he Why get is... like a like a patch that he puts on the front of his leather? WWE, I've got questions, and you're not giving yeah. me the answers. Yeah. So, but we also have a little bit of a, 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 a an additional member that might be joining this War Games match. Sir Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre ruined Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso's chance ruined. to to get. Their that was WWE weird. tag team. I was just gonna not acknowledge it and I keep moving like on. Um, they he ruined their chance to get their tag titles back. Right. And when he went up to the ramp, Rhea Ripley comes out, yep. gives him like the nod of approval, she shakes looks so his hand. So small compared to him. Um. Yeah. Which is saying something. Uh, yeah. And now I don't know if he's going to be joining them for War Games or what he gets out oh of God. teaming with. Do they have Rhea Ripley? Somebody that's that big of a baby face to side with the other team? I do have one possibly new returning individual. New returning. New returning, I guess, for, I don't know, it's been a while since yeah. he's been on TV. I yeah, mean, who might that be? Randall K. Orton has oh. been rumored that Survivor Series may be uh, when we see him again. If we see him again, there's been okay. a lot of reports of whether he will or will not report, uh, return to professional wrestling. Okay. Will, will Doc Sampson clear him? Doc Samson doesn't work for that company no, anymore. <laughs> maybe that's what smacking cheeks with Doc Samson. Maybe that's how you work with AEW is you got to smack cheeks with Doc Samson. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's rumors that Randy Orton might come back for Survivor Series. Which, okay, uh, that brings up another question uh, that the rumor might wow, be a lot, also, of a lot of questions, and questions, and questions. Uh, uh, and questions. The, the rumor is that he might also be the opponent for Shinsuke Nakamura if he is to have a match at Survivor Series. He's been Shinsuke has been hinting towards an individual mm. and opponent mm. that is uh God help WWE if it's CM Punk. There's just been a couple of little things here <laughs> and there that I mean it could go either way. It could just be an individual or it could be Mr. Phil Brooks. I mean, they are in Chicago. I mean, but if you're gonna have somebody join the face team, I don't think Phil Brooks is a good candidate. For that. <laughs> yeah, I don't he's, think so either. He's he's got a couple of I, I actually, especially since Seth Rollins has recently come out and told CM Punk, do not come back here. We don't want you here, Phil. Plus, I mean, you know. <laughs> It'd be really I, I awkward to be like, hey, you guys are on the same team. <laughs> I think uh, Phil's going to have a real big issue uh, working with one of his former bosses. Oh, my God. You are totally right. And I didn't even think about how awkward that would be. I know, right? Hey, you quit and I got fired. How you doing? We're on the same team. Let's make this work. Yeah. I'm, I also, I'm nice now. I also ruined, <laughs> I almost ruined the company that uh, you and a few of your friends built. <laughs> and this one that we're both in, so. Yeah. I promise I won't do it again. <laughs> Never did anything wrong in this company. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Lots of things. <laughs> Phil, stay away. You cancer. No, that's... You cancer. No, I don't think that's it. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's it. it. But, I mean, Drew, Drew Randy Orton. And Randy Orton make a lot more sense if he's even and then, cleared. And then CM Punk can then face Shinsuke Nakamura because he's not doing anything else on Saturday. Good God. Also, no. Why not? 
No, thank you. You don't want to see Phil, Bro- Phil Brooks back in WWE? Maybe that's what you do. Maybe you bring him back like Adam Copeland. CM Punk is gone. I There's really... no more CM Punk. There Brooks. is only they don't do real Philly names. Brooks. They don't do real names, so it's Philly. Philly Phil. No, Remember that I kid, don't, Philly I don't... Phil? Yeah. Philly Phil sucked. Yeah. Jade Koth knows Philly, Philly Phil. Philly Phil. Oh, good Lord. That's so random. Uh, at any rate, please know to CM Punk coming back. Please know yeah, to no. CM Punk versus Shinsuke. And please, God... Stop doing the go to sleep. Yeah. I, I think Shinsuke might He's be the worst I've ever seen. Just yeah. stop. It's I don't know if they're doing that just to tease it, just to get people to be interested. I don't know interested what their, I don't know what their intention is. I, mean, if, I don't know. If Kenta must punk, be just could it be Kenta? seething. No. Aww. I mean, he did say, if you pay me enough money, I'll do it. I mean, Anything. Kenta's made it very clear. He'll pay, if you pay him enough money, he'll do whatever. Yeah. He even said he'd be willing to fight punk as long as the money was there. Oh. I would have loved to have seen that, but that would have definitely been the end of CM Punk's probably life. Oh, 100%. Not just his career. <laughs> All right, so who are you going with? Are you going with the face side, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn? Or are you going Judgment Day side, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dirty, Dom, Mysterio, and JD McDonough? I with the possibility of a fifth member being added to each one of them. I just feel like, okay, my heart went both ways real quick. Okay. I went face baby faces all day and mm-hmm. then i instantly thought think about the product okay think about what wwe would do mm-hmm. put yourself into their mindset and they are trying to push the judgment day so much right that they could use this huge war games match against all these baby faces to put them over Rhea retains their belt judgment day win i just i just me personally can't see it going any other way. I'm going to go the other direction. And for the exact same reasons that you said, is that I think that for the product, you have Damien Priest has been kind of making an ass out of himself the past couple of weeks. Not quite getting the wins when need be. He's kind of flying off the handle. He has been a little bit unruly, even for Judgment Day uh, standards. And I've got J.D. McDonough, who's doing everything he can and does pretty much everything barring anything out of his own control to help the Judgment Day. I think we're going to see Damian Priest be the reason why that they lose war games. Mommy retains. And because J- or, uh, because Judgment or because Judgment Day, because Damian Priest has, quote unquote, labeled himself as the leader and has been appointed as the leader for the War Games match, I think he's going to end up taking the brunt of this loss. Mm. And you're going to have even bigger cracks in that Judgment Day foundation. Okay. And he's going to break off and eventually go on his own singles run, finally. I was thinking Now that, that... He's, had some, he's got some steam behind him, sure. unlike before when he joined this. I was thinking Judgment that Day. maybe JD gets the pin and gets the win for Judgment mm-hmm. Day, gets all the credit. Right. Damien kind of doesn't get anything and now jd's more appreciated and so same vein just different way to get there better than damien yep exactly and damien's starting to see like okay Rhea doesn't right. want me to cash in okay jd's being appreciated right. and finn are, you know they're getting appreciated but what about me right nobody's helping me cash this title in or this this uh briefcase in at all i right. should have won this by now yeah maybe it goes so the yeah, other same, direction same same basic destination, just two different ways to get there. Yeah, interesting. I still think that, that uh, they're going to lose. And I know I'm right, because I am the uh, predictions champion. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Finally, we have the women's war games match between Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch, who was just recently added on this past SmackDown uh, against Damage Control of Bailey, Oscar, right. Io Sky, Damage and control. Kyrie Sane. I don't, I, I don't have the announcer. I'm not an announcer. I'm a podcaster. That's fair. Uh, can I say I'm one thing? I'm allowed to fuck up the names. See, that's another. Did you not know about these unwritten rules for podcasting? Hosts? Actually, you yeah, can, you, you usually can, do. The you Japanese can ruin names, everybody's names. You can really. make up words, and you can forget to post your podcast and instead of post last week's, like we did that one time, and you we had double post it, and yeah. you have the guys from Winley tell you that you they think you messed up. I did mess up. You did mess up. Um, I just want to say one thing. It's not my fault. I just want to say one thing, just because you know we're talking about the women's war games match, and and Becky Lynch just so happens to be the last person to be added to this war games match yes, just because um, they needed some backup and we're getting their ass kicked yep she has become the first player in jeopardy history to go through 60 hints without giving a single correct oh my answer God, yeah. i didn't now, see it but that must have been a, sl- a slaughter i guess it's a little bit uh, uh pulled out of context there was more to it than just that it wasn't like she guessed 60 wrong answers, and she just didn't do that well. Yeah, there were 60 hints, and she didn't get any of them correct. I mean, there was... I just saw a picture, and she was $2,500 in the hole. Right, right. She definitely didn't went in the negative. It's not <laughs> It's not to diminish the idea that she didn't look good with that performance, but I, I feel like the headlines definitely blew it out of proportion <laughs> a little bit, so let's give the poor girl some credit. Besides, she's had a broken nose that and, and has gone through more shit in that than most people that were on the internet oh, yeah. talking She's about. She's more of a so. man than most, most. Mind your motherfucking manners. <laughs> but yeah, that, I, it was kind of funny. I heard about that. Yep. I was like, well, yeah, she can kick your ass, but she's not much for thinking. <laughs> That's okay. I, I can relate to that. That's okay. Beat me over the head with a hammer. I'll be all right. Put math in front of me and I'll be confused for a week and a half. <laughs> Great, Mr. Engineer. Mr. Engineer, yeah. <laughs> all right. So again, we've got, here we go. Faces and heels. Faces and heels. I mean, it's classic. Classic war, wrestling. War games. You war know, games. war games math. Um, I, I, honest to God, I got to go with damage control. I, I got to agree. I don't know if I feel going like, with uh, heel factions. Yeah, I, I, I feel like. How stupid would it be to have these women lose? Oh, especially with what they've got going on right they now. They just formed all these women together as a faction. Now, do you think, and I think this is pretty obvious. I don't think I have to say this like it's a mystery. Do you think that this is going to be what uh, makes Bailey go bye-bye out of damage control? Nah, I feel like that's probably too soon. And also, what's going to happen with Dakota Kai? Well, I also thought that too. She's not doing anything. No. But she's been kind of shown as like the, I guess, the fourth member, the fourth and final member of the new damage control. And it seems like Bailey's like just on a time crunch of how long until mm-hmm. she gets kicked out. Uh, and Bailey's so good. It's just this has been like a really long storytelling mm-hmm. of well, ever Bailey, since, damage control, EO, you know, well, ever what was going to happen turned between heel, them. She's been like this. Mm-hmm. She went from being a hugger to Bailey. And she's so good no matter what she does. Face, heel, anything in between. She's right. so good. But I mean, I she is due Bailey. for a face turn. She really is. And I think that would be great. Yeah. I really do. And I think at, that would be great. And during this match would be the best time for that to happen because you have all of your faces on one side. You got Bianca, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. The uh-huh. Two of them. Bailey has a storied well, history with, with and I was being the four say, horsewomen. She's got Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch on the other side. Mm-hmm. Perhaps for some reason she gets inspired and she's just, hey, and she hugs them. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, well, and she has that moment that where up. she's like, "Oh, wow, I don't do that anymore." It's funny you bring that up because you remember, uh, I think it was when Kyrie Sane debuted, or it was the week after 
they all hugged in the ring and she even said oh i don't do that anymore and was real unsure about it and when everybody hugged she was like oh like one of those like i forgot what this feels like yeah. kind of like ooh, this feels so good what if that happens and they kind of tease that and she's like oh i didn't mean to do that yeah i mean yeah it's I like could the, see, and the that's slip how- you know it's like daniel garcia I'm, i i I am a wrestler. Right, right. That's the that's the thing that turns us into, you know, maybe it's not her getting kicked out of damage control. She's leaving damage control. Yes. Because damage control is toxic. Ah. So there you go. Some millennial talk for you. Toxic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we're, I think we're both. So are we both going damage control in this We're one? going damage control. We're both going damage We've got control. one match out of five that we don't agree on. So Which is there will be, be the men's war games match. Either a changing of the Dudley Boys Cup. Be. There will not be. The changing of the championship of the CAW predictions. Make sure you get in on on uh, Twitter. The day of the pay per view premium live event. Tweet out hashtag CAW or I'm sorry hashtag yeah CAW predictions. Yeah, you got Getting it. My hashtags mess, messed up. I'd really um, love to know what everybody else is thinking. Your perspective. Do you think that the heels factions are going to lose? Right. Or are they going to win? I'm just really curious to to see what you guys think. It's going to be a fun. It's going to be a Any fun belt war games. changes like. You know, I think we, it's funny, we, we talked about there's only like five matches on this card. There might be another one added on, but I always forget the War Games matches. They take so long. That's the it's majority not like, of it, exactly. It's not like it's a five-on-five, bell starts, and they're all fighting. It's right. two men start or two women start, and right. over, I think, three or four minutes, the next person comes in. Exactly, and the, next person and the match doesn't technically start until all, all the participants. members. Yeah, correct. and then the match starts. Correct. And then I believe so it's, it's first fall. So it's that whole process is, it is, correct. Right. That whole process, getting up to everybody, just getting into the two rings is right. monumental. But yeah, that's probably going to take up the majority. They might have one more match. So. Right. So I'm sure this week we'll see who, uh, which side ends up having their uh, their next person come in first because that always gives them an advantage throughout the entire first exactly. portion of it because at, at certain times they always have one up on the other team, which, you know, in hockey you call that a power play. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Survivor Series War Games this weekend. Uh, let us know what your predictions are. I'm tired. I think we're done with this podcast yeah. for tonight. Thanks for listening, friends. We're at sticking an with us. Hour and seventeen minutes. You got you this far. Along. Yeah, it's been You're awesome. it's been a journey. We went on a whole bunch of different tangents, talking about smack and cheeks with Doc smack Samson. And cheeks, you know. And it, you know what? That's that's what we do here is we bring we drink a little bit of coffee, we talk some wrestling, talk some smack and cheeks. Yeah, sometimes we talk about clapping how to clean cheeks. your coffee pot, you comparing, know? I, I, comparing smacking and clapping. These are important things that you this need to know. This is why you listen to us. It's because... Stuff you should know. The caffeine. Caffeine's wearing off. <laughs> so I think that'll do it for this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook... I'm pretty sure I made a TikTok, but I haven't gone on there since. We're on threads. I don't think anybody uses threads anymore. Uh, make sure you follow us on all those at CAW Wrestling Pod. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at Gunk Dudley. You can follow my gorgeous wife and co-host Jamie. What's yours? At a bacon party. No, we still haven't figured out what a bacon party is yet. If you know what invited. it is, let us know. <laughs> make sure you start your week off right every week with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. We post at 4 a.m., so it's up before you are, so check us out. Let your friends know. Let us know. Give us a five-star review on Spotify. And thanks to all of you that randomly have. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will catch you in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye.